everyone. Welcome to our announcements. Listen, to become a member of TCM, you must scan this QR code right here. Take a picture of it. Are you a champion? Are you a winner? Well, when you scan this code, you shall see right there at the top a supporting group that is available to you for all champions where we encourage and uplift each other. And you will stay in the loop of everything that's going on here. Then we have a podcast, which is Revive on the Word. And also, this is a platform as well that you all will see uh, many teachers rise up to teach on this platform. Every Monday is devotions. Every Wednesday is Wednesday in the Word. And every Sunday is Sunday teachings. And as you will see, this Sunday, we have Jessica Harris teaching on our series called Your God-Given DNA of Christ, which is an identity series. She will be teaching uh, understanding your identity in Christ on the 6th. And on the 20th, she will be teaching the power of a relationship with Christ. So be sure to stay tuned and to tune in each Sunday live teachings and every Friday at 9.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. is Revival in Prayer. This prayer call is held on Zoom. And you want to take a picture of this because these prayer calls be so powerful. The worship is powerful. And every Sundays and Mondays at 8.30 a.m. to 9.40 a.m. Easter time is also Revival in Prayer. And Revival in Prayer is also a global podcast platform where you can submit your prayers which will also a sound will be added to your prayer and post it on our global platform as well as tiktok and youtube where a lot of our audience love it on those platforms then you have me here i am taya carlisle the founder the ceo and apostle listen i can talk a lot about me but I'm here for you. So I will be teaching the blood of Jesus and the Holy Ghost on the 13th. And on the 27th, I will be teaching God identifies you as a royal priest. Listen, you don't want to miss this. This is so important that you all tune in every Sunday. And if you are someone who are a believer of Christ and have a heart and a call to teach the gospel, for more information, if you want to be on this platform, please email us at revivalintheword at gmail.com now we have the sabbath listen every saturday is now our sabbath day as we will continue to keep the word of the lord and this is the day he has given us i encourage you to pray and ask god what day is your sabbath if you want to do it with us every saturday that is great it is a day set aside for rest and worship where we will rest in god on our personal time and just worship him and to stay rooted in him and to just get some sleep some of y'all might need that and that's okay and finally you can take a picture of this this is the full schedule of this entire month of november for your god-given dna of christ and this is all be blessed
Thank you, Father God, for this day. We thank you for this life. We thank you for this space. We thank you for your love, and we thank you for your comforting. I pray right now, Father God, that your protection will be on this life and that you will be the fruits of your daughter's spirit and that she will be full of you and less of herself and that she will produce a mighty works of you we usher in the glory of god on this life right now we usher in the presence of god on this life right now we receive you today father god i pray that every ear who is willing to hear you will listen my god we glorify your mighty name lord jesus father god i pray right now father that a soul will be saved today i pray right now father that you will cover every person that is listening to this word today we thank you for the identity of ourselves in you father god we thank you for revealing the truth of who we are in you father god i receive you today we receive you today we lift our hands up and and thank you in this moment father god and we worship you and praise you bless this word in jesus mighty name amen hello everybody hi welcome to revival on the word hub listen i am taya carlisle the founder today we have jessica harris who's going to be teaching you all today get ready get your pens and paper listen she is a, a leader here at taya carlisle ministry she's also our partner here she does a lot of work a lot of you already know who she is um as you know she is the co-founder of the given and revived community um that is one of our physical locations that um you all will soon to hear about around the proper timing and she's the founder of ignite your glow coaching and consulting rediscover her project listen i have a little one who wants to do the <laughs> so into to sow a seed to today's speaker you all can um take a picture of this qr code or um you can cash app her at ignite your glow on um Cash up, yes, that's cash up. So you can uh, sow a seed into her today. So make sure you take a picture and listen, Sophia, <laughs> and get your pens and paper out and get ready. Let's get started. Love you all much. I'll see you all soon. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. How are you? How are you? How are you? I am beyond pumped, beyond excited for today's teaching, today's conversation, all about how do you identify yourself in Christ? Listen, I need you guys to go ahead and drop it in the comments. Let me know, how do you identify yourself in Christ? Let me know your responses because people identify themselves in different, different ways. So I want you guys to be interactive with me today. Drop it in the comments. Let us know so we can see how you feel that you identify yourself in Christ. So here we go. We're going to go ahead and jump over to see the different types of responses that I've heard other people say about who they feel they are with Christ. And those responses include that some of them feel that they are a child of God. Some of them will say 
that they are a woman of God. Some will say that they are a man of God. Some may identify themselves in Christ as simply being a Christian, right? So many different ways. And there's even like a fill in the blank, right? So go ahead and let us know because we want to know how do you go ahead and do that? And then give me two seconds, you guys. So we're going to go ahead and look at the word identity. What exactly does identity mean? Because we can say, you know, I'm a child of God and all these other things. But what exactly does that mean for you? Right? Because I can say I'm a child of God. I can say I'm a woman of God. I can say I'm a man of God. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. But what does that mean? What does that honestly mean? Do you know what the word identity means? So according to Merriam's dictionary, identity is the distinguishing character and the personality of a person or an individual, right? Your character. So they're not talking about necessarily the physical outside appearance per se. They're talking about the inner part of you. Your character is who you are on the inside. As we all know, what we are on the inside tends to come out on the outside as well. I also wanted to give you guys the root of identity, meaning identite, right? That comes from the French word meaning oneness and sameness, basically being the same. So with that understanding there, I want to take you guys to scripture. I want you guys to meet me over in Genesis chapter one right quick so you can get a solid understanding of exactly what that means for you today. So in Genesis 1, verse 26 through 27, it says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky. He says that the livestock and of the wild animals on the earth and of the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God did this. He created human beings, which is you, and I, beings in his own image. Come on now, catch that part. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. That means he created us. He created all of us. I also looked up the word image and the word image itself means a visual representation. So we have identity, which is your character, the inside of you, the personality, right? We also have being an image, a visual representation, right? Y'all see me on this screen. I'm a visual representation of God. You are a visual representation of God. But the question is, when you identify yourself in Christ, it's not outside. It's also about your inside. So what does your inside look like? Let's find out and see. What is it? Hmm. God is the original recipe. Nope, we're going to go back one slide. There we go. Thank you. So God is the original recipe, right? What exactly makes us just like God? God is God, right? He does all these amazing things. He creates things. He's the ultimate creator. But that being said, we have to understand the character traits of God. What is exactly that God is made up as? I want you guys to drop in the comments for me. What do you think would be the secret ingredient that makes us a little bit different from who God is? What is it? What are we missing? Because something happened down the line that caused us not to be exactly the same. Otherwise, we would actually know exactly who we are in Christ without a shadow of a doubt.
I like to look at the concept of having this pot here representing who God is. God is this amazing stew, something so amazing, something so highly delicious that we all want to taste, that we all want to be a part of, that we all want to have our hands in. But are we able to truly reflect him the same way? So I want you guys to let me know what is it that's missing? What is it that's the secret ingredient that God has that we need to be more like? And we're going to go to the next one. The secret ingredient is love. Listen, believe it or not, the secret ingredient that God carries is love. When we look at 1 John 4, 7 through 8, he tells us, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Can you imagine if God didn't love us? Can you imagine if God didn't care for us? Things would go left. That's how it is with us, though, because we have moments as human beings where we say, I don't care about so-and-so because so-and-so made me mad, right? And then we don't forgive them. But see, God is a loving God, which means he's forgiving us for those faults. He's forgiven us for those things that we will do. That's the same thing with us and God. God loves us so much that he wants to bring us back new. The newness that God is bringing us to, no, you're good. You can go to the next slide. There we go. Is this part here. God's love includes all of these pieces. He includes forgiveness. He includes patience. He includes joy. He, incu he includes purity. He includes peace. He includes faith, gentleness, long-suffering, right? He includes the fruits of these spirits. All of these things are the components of who God is. This is the original recipe of who God was created. That's who God was, and that's who God created us to be. When he said it in his verse back in Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 27, he was saying that he wanted to create mankind, human beings, men and women, both alike to be just like him. This is what we were supposed to be made of on the outside. Yes, we would be these physical bodies, you know, man and woman, but on the inside, our characters, we're going to include all of these pieces, right? You see some fruits, you see some vegetables on the screen. These are all the healthy things. These are all the good things. These are all the nourishing things. The problem is that that's who God is and that's who he created us to be. But when Adam and Eve, you know, they had that moment in the garden when they ate the apple, things got disheveled. Sin came into the world. And when sin came into the world, our pots didn't quite look the same anymore. Our pots looked a bit different than God's pot. Can you imagine what that looks like? Let's check out the next slide. Ooh, we. That's what happened to your pot. You see, God's pot looked settled. It was clean. It was kept, right? But unfortunately, because we were born into a world of sin, unfortunately, we may have picked up some things. Our, our pots caught fire. And that's what happens, right? We have, listen, that's what separates us from God is the sin that we're in. It's the things that are not of God. It's the character traits that are not of God. What are some of those character traits that I'm talking about? Well, let's catch it on the next slide, those character traits that are not necessarily of God. Ooh, listen, I hope this overwhelms you the way it overwhelms me, because this is true. All of the white words are all the things that were inside of that original recipe that makes up God, that makes up who he is. But all of these red pieces are all the additions that we decided to add onto the pot. You ever had like that grandma or that auntie or that uncle, whoever, who makes like amazing baked macaroni and cheese, or they make like a really, really good stew or some really good baked chips? This is my recipe, right? You want to make it? I need 
to it listen when we add our own stuff to it it doesn't quite make it the same anymore and that's what happened with us yes we are believers of god yes we are physically in his image but because of life experiences because of choices that we have made we have added on all of those red words and more for real for real that have changed our pots so although we say out of our mouths oh, I'm a child of God, your character doesn't reflect the characters of God because some of you still have disbelief. You still have violent tendencies. You still may be walking and operating in jealousy and envy. You may still be partying. You may still be drinking. You may still be having sex out of marriage and whatnot. You may still be having anger. You may still be dipping and dabbing in witchcraft, right? You may be still be going to psychics and mediums. You may still be drinking. You may still be stealing. You may still be sinning. You may still be doubting. You may still be to astrology. All of these things are not of God. All of those things are separating you. All of those things are what makes that perfect pot in the original recipe different from who you are today. Because although the pots physically, right, they look the same, the inside don't taste good. The inside looks like that burning fire pot that's in the corner of this slide. The inside is on fire because there's something there that doesn't belong. There's some, not even something, there's some things, plural, inside of there that needs to be cleansed out. And in order for you to get back to that original pot, you got to go through a process. That's how we get back into alignment with God. Because if you was to try and bring this pot to a dinner table being like, hey, I'm just like God. Listen, they wouldn't accept it, not by a long shot. We're going to talk about that in a second, but I want to focus on here. Yes, just like that. You see that baby girl? She sits there and she looked at that pot. That's you. That's your pot. She's looking at that pot like, mm-mm. I'm not about to eat that mm -mm, because there's too much inside there because I was told the pot that I was about to receive was supposed to be yummy. I was told that that pot I was supposed to receive was going to be filled with love. It was going to be filled with kindness. It was going to be filled with all these beautiful things. But instead, she's staring at a pot that has doubt in there, that has fear inside there, that has lying inside there, stealing. It has cheating. It has adultery. It has all types of nasty stuff inside of there. Who would want that? Think about your life right now. Think about the things that you do right now. Think about the things that you're involved in on this day. Think about the things you did last night, right? What did you do this morning? How was your response to the last person you spoke to? Was it the character of God that you was displaying? Last time someone cut you off in traffic, did you display the character of God? Could you sit there and say that the part of you next to the part of God resembles itself? Or is your part catching fire now? That's a real question. Question. Drop it in the comments. Do you believe on this day that you are actually exemplifying the character traits from the original recipe? Or do you have some of the red things inside there? Maybe it's not the things that I listed, but maybe there's some other things that you have gone through that you're like, listen, I got some pain there. I got some rejection there. I got some hurt there. There's some unforgiveness there. Come on now. Because when God says that the original recipe includes love and that is the secret ingredient, Love conquers all, all multitudes of sin. That means love will cover all of that. If I love you, I can forgive you. If I love you, I can't hate you. If I love you, I'm not going to be cheating. If I love you, I'm not going to be committing adultery. If I love God, I'm not going to be doing things that are not godly. If I love God, I'm not going to sit there and have myself not go into those areas. But that's the part that you got to understand. I love this parable here from the Bible in Matthew 2. 
um, verses 1 through 14. Listen, I'm going to break this down real slowly, basically. In the parable, God says, listen, the kingdom of heaven can be um, illustrated in this way, right? There's a story here where they prepared this great, great feast for all these people. And he told these people to come in and all the people that he tried to come in, they weren't worthy to be able to come. So he told them, all right, bet. I'm going to have y'all just bring some other people to this dinner. Have them come in right quick. Have them come in and have this next meal. Go ahead and go to the next slide for me. Perfect. This is the part that I want to read you guys out loud. And it says in verse seven, the king was furious and he sent out his army to destroy the murderers and burn their town. And he said to the servants, the wedding feast is ready. And the guests that I invited, they're not worthy of the honor. So go out into the street corners and I want you to invite everyone, right? Invite them all so that the servants brought in everyone that they could find, those who are both good and those who are bad alike. I want you to bring them into the banquet hall right now that is already filled with guests. And when the king came in to meet the guests, he noticed that there was a man who was, who was not wearing the proper clothes for the wedding. And his friend asked, how is it that you are here in the wedding clothes? But the man had a reply. And the king said to his aides, bind his hands and feet and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For, for listen, for many are called, but few are chosen. Can you imagine that if you are a pot and God is a pot, right? And y'all are both supposed to go to this dinner feast and whatever is inside of that pot is supposed to be the original thing that everybody needs. So God is the original. And that means that what his pot is, is basically the standard. That is the, what, is, what do they say when you go to like a party and they're like, oh, you know, there's a certain look that you must have to get into this party. That is God. There's a certain look. There's a certain taste. There's a certain quality. There's a certain characteristics that are needed. That's how you get into this party. But if you go in with that pot that was burning on fire with all those stuff inside of you to that pot, that's how it was with that man. He didn't have the right clothes on. His character wasn't of God. His purity wasn't fear. There was stains on him. There was blood stains and all other things that was upon him. And because those things was on him and in him and he hadn't gotten that resolved, he hadn't gone through the process of getting pure. He hadn't gone through the things to be able to get pruned so he can fully be a child of God and love and so much more. They had to look at him and say, you don't belong here. That's how God is going to look at you. You can't claim to be a child of God if you still have those things inside of you. Because when you are a child of God, you replicate him. When you are a child of God, you love him. When you are a child of God, you know how to love onto other people. Who you are and how your pot looks makes a difference. It's not just that you can say, oh, I'm good on the outside. You have to do the inner work on the inside. And some of you guys may have me right now being like, whoa, how do I have any right to say these things to you? How can I sit there and tell you about your life? I'll tell you why. Because God did it with me. Because just like that pot that was in that picture that was on fire, that was my life. My life was on fire. Things were going left. Things were going wrong. Not because, you know, God said that you're to be disastrous. No, it was because I chose to be in things that were not godly. God sat there and stopped everything in my life and was like, you know what? I see that you want to be a child of God. I see that you're using the words, I'm a child of God to identify yourself with me. So I want to really honor that request for you because I see that you're repenting and I see that you're trying to get yourself in alignment, but I'm going to help you. I'm going to stop everything in your life right now. And I'm going to get your pot in order. So the next time you come to my wedding feast, the next time you come in the presence 
and of others, they'll be able to identify you as being mine. Because not only will they see the outside of the pot, but they'll be able to see it from the character inside as well. When God did this part with me, he stopped my life and had me move seven state living. I literally moved across the country and left my family, left my children behind because he loved me that much to say, Jessica, I need to prune you. I need to stop you in your tracks because if you keep going the way that you're going, that pot of fire that you see won't just be your life today on earth. That can be your eternity. But I want to prevent that from happening. I want to get you back into your right place. I want to get you back to my original design because in Genesis, that's the original design was to be able to do what? To be him, not to be God, excuse me, to be in the image of him. So he said, I'm going to take you on this journey of identifying yourself. And once I identified me, he was able to show me his grace, show me his mercy, show me who he was. Listen, y'all don't know me, know me. But for those who want to catch a bit of me, I had jealousy. I had envy inside of me, not because I wanted to be. They were just quality traits that I picked up along the journey. Life happens. There was doubt that was inside of me. Come on now. There was I wasn't married, but I have children. So there was fornication outside of marriage that was taking place, right? Um, I used to do, I used to go partying and all these other things. All these habits that were not God, he had to take that out of me. Come on now. Even there was anger, there was bitterness, not because I wanted to be. Come on now. That's what I'm trying to say. Some of these things that we pick up along the way, it's not because you want to be bitter. It's not because you want to be angry, but life experiences. I've been rejected from jobs, rejected from people, rejected in relationships. All these things, God was like, listen, I love you, but I need to scrub you clean right now. I need to take out that pot that was on fire because what do we do? If a pot's on fire, I don't know about you, but I know in my world, I'm not going to throw away the pot. No. Listen, I mean, some pots you may have to, but in, for the sake of my argument, we're not going to throw away the pot because this pot is very precious. What we're going to do is we're going to dump out all that stuff. That was the wilderness, right? And then we're going to take on the stuff. Exactly. Come on now, rinse it out. We're going to rinse it. We're going to, ooh, come on now. Things. We're going to soak it. You have to soak it. You have to soak that pot. That time that God is allowing you in your wilderness season is the time to soak. Because you let a pot that's that nasty, that's that cruddy to soak first. Because you can't just wash it out first. You got to let it soak. He's going to have you soak first and get all the stuff on of it and let that stuff start to melt down. And in that soaking part is when God is pouring into you. It's when he's pouring in his love. It's when he's telling you who he is. It's when he's telling you that my grace and my mercy is with you. It's when he's telling you that he got you. It's when he's telling you that he loves you. It's when he's showing you that, listen, I know that your life has been rough, but hear me in my words have been rejected, I have called them. Those who have gone through hard times, I have called them. Those who have left families, I have called them. Those who are persecuted for my namesake, I have called them. I will bless them. It's in those moments right there when you're dark and you're deep in that corner of like, God, what am I doing in this wilderness right now with you? And he's like, I'm just soaking you right now. Soaking you of all the things that try to keep you because when you're done going through your soaking season, I can then go ahead and rinse you out. I can scrub you clean. I can sanitize you. I can make you brand new. And when he does that, he can then refill that very pot who is you up with the very things that are of him and you can get back 
to the original recipe, back to the joy that belongs to you. You can get back to the peace that is your portion. You can get back to the love that's your portion. Come on now, the love is important because unlike everything else that we go through in life, when you have love, when you have God's love inside of you, you won't be walking around angry. When you have God's love inside of you, you won't be walking in bitterness. When you have God's love inside of you, the response that you give people won't be out of strife. It won't be on 10. You'll be at like, okay. God, I give that to you. Oh, they cut me off in traffic. God, I give that to you. Oh, you won't let me talk to my children. I give that to you. Oh, I had, you know, God, you know, today was kind of rough. I give that to you because I know who's going to clean me up at the end of the day. I know who's going to scrub me at the end of the day. I know whose wedding feast I'm trying to get to at the end of the day. Because remember, in that wedding feast, that wasn't a feast of a wedding that was a random one. No, he says this is what it's like in heaven. In heaven, I'm trying to get to heaven, which means that I want to make sure that my part on the outside is good, but on the inside, because I want to arrive to that wedding feast so they can look at the guest list and be like, okay, this is what the guest list say. This is what the attire says. Okay, look, Jessica, I believe you got on the right clothes. Okay, bet you can come in. I believe you got the right character qualities. Okay, bet you can come in because if I try to come in with that red stuff, it's going to catch fire. I'm not trying to spend eternity in hell. Listen. I'm just saying that's not my portion. I don't believe it to be so because I believe that God put me in this position so I can be preventative from even having to go that route. Your Thank you. Come on, I tell you, your identity shall resemble the fruits of Christ. It should be those things. All that extra stuff don't belong there. Some of us, not even us, because I'm not claiming that. Mm -mm, no, some of you may have gone through some stuff in your life where you have to stop and say, God, your fruits in the spirit in Galatians 5.22 says, peace love, kindness, joy, long-suffering, and I believe there's like two others, right? But none of those words were bitterness, fear, anger, right? Strife, none of those things. If you are walking in that, you need to give it to God and ask him to clean you. For real, for real. Because you should be able to resemble God, not just in how you act, how you speak, how you write, how you talk. They should be able to look at you as you're able to look at me and be like, oh yeah, that's love right there. Yeah, thank you, Tay. Yep, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Come on, y'all. Listen, you should be able to have these fruits being displayed. Some of you guys may be going through your wilderness season right now trying to figure out, God, why did you take everybody away from me? And God is doing this because he's getting you into a place where you can hear him. He's getting you into a place where you're finally at peace. Some of you can be living in a household right now where you have no peace. And if you don't have peace, how can you truly hear God the way that you need to? If you have no peace, how can you truly get cleaned and soaked? the way that you need to, because in that soaking season that I have, that I'm still going through with God, that he's still cleaning me and purifying me and going through the process because God loves me that much, the same way he'll do it, right? In those moments, he's saying, listen, I love you, so I'm going to pour everything inside of me into you, because when I pour my love, my love conquers all sins. That means all the things of which was inside of you before, he's washing that away. He's making you brand new. He's getting you into the place of where you were supposed to have always been. He's helping you to rediscover who you are. That's what he's doing because he knows the plans that he has for you. He knows the plans that he has for you are for good and not for evil. He knows that he has a hope and a future for you. And because he has a hope and a future for you, he wants your pot to be cleaned. He wants your pot to be new. He wants you to be like him again. He doesn't want you to be walking with a pot on fire. Who wants a pot on fire so people can be looking at you like, yuck, ew. You ever walk by, um, I'll, this is my last piece here. 
because I've heard it too many times and it keeps coming to my mindset. If there is someone that you know who all you keep saying is, oh, look at that person. They're always bitter. They're always angry. They always have an attitude. That is when you pray for that person. Because those pieces that you're saying about them right there are not reflecting the fruits of God. And if that is someone who is constantly walking in that state, that is someone who needs a soaking. Pray for them. Don't sit there and relish in that fact. I had to say that because I kept coming to my mind just now. So I believe by faith that when you watch people who are not walking in the fruits of God, don't judge them because you don't know what process they may be going through. You don't know. Oh, thank you, God. You may not know the process of what people are going through. So even in their soaking process, even in their own wilderness, it may look ugly on the outside. And that's because it is ugly. The wilderness season, I feel that. Their wilderness season is going to look ugly. It's going to look yucky is going to look nasty and that's because God is trying to put out the fire that was burning on the inside of them from the foolishness and nonsense that life threw their way and for the things that they received that was not okay and in that process though God is cleansing them so instead of sitting there gawking them and gossiping about them because that's not godly either pray for them pray for them Pray that God continues to do the great and mighty work inside of them because God's word says that he doesn't want no man to perish. Pray that God will continue to increase the fruits inside of them so they can go ahead and learn the meaning of what God really is. Pray, thank you, yes. Pray for God's grace and mercy to be with them all the days of their life because that's what his word says. So continue to pray that for, to be their portion. Pray for them. Allow that to be the case because I'm telling you, your wilderness season here where God stops everything around you, it's one of the most Ah, first seasons that you may even be a part of, not because God wants to cause harm, but because God is saying, I'm about to make you brand new again, because I'm about to heal you, because I'm about to renew you, because I'm about to restore you, because I am redeeming you, because he is the redeemer. God loves you that much. Man, he loves you that much. There's scripture, there's a few scriptures I wanted to go to that I want to catch you guys on right here. This is Ephesians 3. 18. Yes, God, listen, that's my season right here, y'all. Ephesians 3, 18 through 19. And it says, well, no, 16 through 19, excuse me. And it says, I pray that from, from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. And then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide and how long and how high and how deep his love is for you. Yes, I added for you. And may you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be able to be made complete with all fullness of life and power that comes from God. Listen, this is your portion. Meditate on this. Know that that's how much God loves you. Know that you can't even understand the depths of God's love. But the goal here is to get close enough to it. The goal here is to exemplify it unto others. The goal is to receive it. Receive the love that God gives us because he tells you it's an unlimited resource that he's giving you to empower you with his inner strength. Come on now. Receive that. Let that be your portion. Let that be what's cooking inside of your pot. Let that be what's on the inside of you today. 
into that space with him. Because when you do that, man, everything else will fit. All the problems of the world, for real, for real, will fade away. You won't be stuck looking at the old life. You won't be stuck looking at things. When you let God do this process with you, your vision of how you see the world shifts, it changes. You won't be caught up on old stuff, for real, for real. The next slide, y'all, this is this is probably one of my favorite slides because this is, I want to say this is us. Yes, it's a little girl, but listen, if you're a guy watching this, just picture the little child being you, right? And then the person, the, the dad is God, right? That is your father. You are the child. How do you build that relationship with him? Read your Bible. Pray without ceasing. Journal daily. Be open to receiving God. Fast when you're led to. Renew your mind in him daily and repent daily. Because just as you claim to be a child of God, he is your father. He wants to love on you. He wants to nurture you. He wants to sit down with you just like this child. This child is sitting in her father's lap. That's what God wants you to do with him. Sit in his lap. Let him tell you who you are. Let him identify all the things that he has for you. There is more than what we discussed today in this teaching. There is so much more that he has for you. Let him do that for you on this day. Come on now. It's your portion. Receive it. The last scripture I want to give you guys is um, Ephesians 3, verses 3 through 8. And it says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Come on now. Because we are united with us. Even before he made the world, God loved us and he chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance. Come on now. He knew in advance. That means before the current moment to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted. Come on now. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace that he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. For he is so rich in kindness and that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son. And he forgave our sins. And he has showered us with his kindness on us along with the wisdom and understanding. Listen, God already did it. Your freedom is already there. When you repented, you already received the freedom of God. You already received God cleaning you. You already received him cleansing you. Now that you've done that repentance part, go ahead and allow him to do that inner character piece so you can fully be walking as a child of God. He already said it. I knew in advance to adopt you. That means right now, this day, he already knew in advance that he wanted to adopt you into his sonship because of his son, Jesus Christ, dying on the cross for you. And because you said yes to repentance, now he's going to do that inner work for you. So it's not just a word of coming out of your mouth saying, I'm a child of God. Mm -mm. Words are powerful, but your character tells more. He's not just going to allow you to say it. He makes sure that you actually resemble it in your character and the way that you walk and everything inside of you as well. So God, we are just going to pray into this. Heavenly Father, gracious God, we thank you, Father God, for this teaching on today, Lord God, and learning our identity in Christ. We thank you right now, Lord God, for your love, Father God, that pours into each and every one of us. I pray right now, Lord God, that you will pour into every person, Lord God, who catches this on live and every person, Lord God, who catches the replay. I pray right now, Heavenly Father, that you will continue to reveal unto them, Lord God, their own identity inside of you in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. I pray right now, Heavenly Father, that every person, Lord God, may they have the hearts and minds of you, Lord God, 
of Jesus, Lord God. I pray right now, Lord God, that for those, Heavenly Father, who are your children, Father God, on this day, who need to go through the cleansing, Father God, of the pot, I pray right now, Lord God, that you will get them into a posture, Father God, to stop what they're doing, Lord God, right now on this day, to be able to say, God, I give it unto you. Help me to soak, Father God. Cleanse me, Father God. Scrub me clean, Father God. I pray right now, Lord God, that that will be their portion on this day. I pray right now, Lord God, that you will continue to purify your children across the board. I pray right now, Lord God, that you will have them with the ears to hear and the eyes to see, Father God, what they are, what you are doing, excuse me, what you are doing in their lives on this day. I pray right now, Heavenly Father, that they won't be discouraged, Father God, by their situations, Lord God, but that they will be continued to be encouraged. I pray right now, Lord God, for every person who was in the wilderness season, Father God, that they be encouraged on this day, Father God, that all you are doing is filling them up, Father God, with more of you and less of themselves so they can come to the wedding feast. Come on, God, and not be out in the mighty name of Jesus. So we thank you, Father God, for allowing us to be made brand new. We thank you right now, Lord God, that you loved us so much that you said, I'm going to bring you back to who you were supposed to have always been. I'm going to bring you back to who you were created to be from all time. I'm going to bring you back so you can have dominion over the land and over the sea and over the animals that scary us. I bless you, Father God. We receive you, Father God, into our lives and into our homes. We receive you right now, Lord God, into every area, Father God, concerning us on this day. And I plead the blood of Jesus, Father God, upon anybody, Father God, in proximity to this live and those, Lord God, connected to me in the mighty name right now, Lord God. We bless you, Father God. We receive you, Father God, and we thank you, Father God, for all that you are doing and for all the things that are to come. And that's in Jesus' mighty name, Lord God, we humbly pray and say, amen. Glory unto you, Father God, for you are worthy, Lord God, you are worthy. In Jesus' name, I pray. Listen, I hope you guys have enjoyed. Stay tuned for more. God does not want us to love the world because his enemy runs it. The evil one's goal is to get us to fall in love with the things of this world. Although we are not to love the things of this world, the Lord wants us to be able to experience abundance of wealth here on earth as well as in heaven because everything belongs to us because it belongs to him. So you are able to enjoy life here on earth because it is a gift and because of salvation and by you walking with Christ here on the earth you are able to walk e e extremely with joy and no fear and with eternity and a future in your heart we are the future and God wants to share secrets with you and for you to understand the heart of him and God wants you to know that there is a cost in loving the world. You would become an enemy of God and be destroyed. To love the world draws you from experiencing salvation and the goodness of God here on this earth. James 4.4 says, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. If you feel like this is your time and you are ready to walk away from sin and the world ways of living then I encourage you today to say this salvation prayer with me dear God I know I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness I believe Jesus Christ is your son I believe that he died for my sin and that you raised him to life I want to trust him as my savior and follow him as my Lord from this day forward. 
Guide my life and help me to do your will. I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Congratulations. Welcome to the body of Christ. You have now dedicated your life and made a covenant with the Lord forever. I love you all so much with the love of Christ. Be blessed.